Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. You're tuned and listening to the Cinematic Odyssey here on United to the Moose, WWVU FM Morgantown 91.7 FM. In here, the uh, little podcast studio we got here going on. Got myself, Tristan, Max, across from me at the table. We're going to be talking about a film that's been horrifically snubbed at uh, the Oscars. You know, no surprise. I mean, the Academy voters have no taste whatsoever. They don't know good art when it slaps them in the face. Um, we're going to be talking about Decision to Leave, directed by the an incredible uh, Korean filmmaker by the name of Park Chan-wook, who is probably, I mean, I mean him and Bong Joon-ho are the titans of uh, cinema in Korea at the current moment. Um, Decision to Leave is a mystery, like, romance, crime, thriller with very, um, uh, what do you call it, Hitchcockian influences. Yep. Um, yeah, because Park Chan-wook, he specifically cites, um, Vertigo. Vertigo as the main influence of this, for this film. It's a very conf- uh it's a deceiving look it's a deceiving film uh with the particular uh the way that it was shot edited um and just like the the approach to the story the narrative itself is very it can it can trip you up as it did for me i mean i warned you to not focus too much on the crime aspect the mystery aspect and just focus on the relationship between the two leads which yeah. I, I think it worked wonders for you. It was very, very useful to have that information going in. Yeah, because... It's not as much as a whodunit as it is a mystery. Right. You're yeah. not supposed to figure it out. Yeah, that's not the point. Right. That's not the point. Uh, yeah, that's not the point of the film. Um, well, yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not one to normally criticize, because I don't see a lot of these films until a lot of the major nominations come out. So I'm like, okay, you know, everyone's talking about the snubs. Were they really snubs or do you just like, like them a lot and are disappointed that they weren't nominated? This is a snub (laughs) swing and a miss. And I mean, you know what? Okay. Maybe the five films for the Academy nominated in the best international or foreign film category, maybe they're they're phenomenal. And maybe I like them all better than this one. But no best director, no best cinematography, no best editing. Mm-mm. Seriously. Nothing. How? Nothing. Especially with the intricate shots that mm. are that are built up throughout this film. I cannot believe that. Like that's what ah. I mean, dude. The Academy voters, dude, they're, they don't oh. know. They don't know. They don't know good art when it slaps them in the face. They sh- they don't deserve to be Academy voters. I loved this so much. Like it, it's it, incredible. It, it's incredible work. Not only I like I appreciated the story. I think it was very very strongly well written. Mm. It also, like, it's it draws you in because these images, these shots, they are so cool. You're you're sucked in through binoculars. You're going in through the window. They put one person in and another. You you come around the corner and it completely changes view. Mm-hmm. It's beautifully shot. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it catches your eye. Yeah. If the story doesn't hold you, the visual will. 
Mm-hmm. And that's great. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can't say enough good things about this. Like, I was, I was picturing, like, the only thing close that I could imagine was, like, either Edgar Wright or Greta Gerwig. And that there are... Greta Gerwig. I mean, I was thinking a little bit more Lady Bird with the quick scenes, quick shots, but that that's not as prevalent here. Mm-hmm. More Edgar Wright with the the fact that, like, in Scott Pilgrim, Hot Fuzz, all those... I mean, they're comedy films, not not a drama, but they're still using these transitions to build the story. Yeah. It's not just hard cut, we see one person mm-hmm. talking. Hard cut, we see the other person talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's cre- Park Chan-wook is incredibly economical with his framing and is able to put everybody in the same shot so you can see everything happen at the same time. Yeah. It's brilliant. Like... His trans I mean, his transitions scene to scene, flawless. I, ah, I'm gushing. Yeah, I'm so happy <laughs> that I saw this film, <laughs> and I'm so upset that I won't get to say ha. I'm so glad it won because uh, uh, it won't win it because won't it win. can't win. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, but, I don't know if it was a problem with uh, the Korean like film industry not campaigning. They submitted it. it. Oh, so, they did. They submitted it. It's just a miss. Oh my lord! They went with. Oh my lord! They, we got all quiet on the Western Front. We got EO. Lord. We got close. We got Argentina, nineteen eighty-five, and we got RR. R. Nope. Oh, that's right. Didn't get nominated. <laughs> no, that one didn't get nominated either. <laughs> oh my god! You probably we could take off. Uh, what's the other one? I don't know. I don't know. I'll figure it out. You probably take off. Uh, all quiet on the Western Front off that list. Replace it with one of these, and then. And that's the close. best picture nominee out of all. I of them. can't believe that. It's just a, it's literally a remake of the nineteen thirty classic. The same name, same same thing. Anyway, we're not talking about that. No, we're not. Um. I see when I when I watch when I was watching it, I was so enthralled. Um, by what I was seeing, but I was just so focused on like, oh, did um she do it or not? So basically, so there's a, it's it's a cop, it's a cat and mouse kind of, uh, crime drama, yeah, or thriller. Um, and it's it follows mostly a detective. Um, by the name of Haijun. Or hey June, or hey June. yeah, and then he comes ap- co- comes across this case where a man f- fell to his death from rock climbing, and so he f- he finds a suspect who was his ex-wife or wife at the time, current wife, current wife, okay, who goes by the name of Seo Ray, So Ray, I think it was, I think they just Seo Ray, Ray, whatever, Ray and Hay, we'll just call him that. Oh God! Rain. <laughs> uh, and so we off the off the jump. Um, hey, Hey Jun is immediately captivated by her presence and her looks. Yes, and her as a character. Yeah, as they're supposed to, you know, he's supposed to interrogate her, uh, but as they find out, you know. She has marks on her body, like of physical abuse, domestic abuse, like bruises and stuff. 
and she was beaten. Remarked only in the places where people can't see. Yeah. So it's like a, a diabolical kind of way of abuse as mm-hmm. well. And this guy is dead now. Yeah, the her, yeah, her husband died um off the mountaintop. And uh you know, as the film progresses you kinda see their relationship well, I guess a relationship begins, I mean, because he is still a cop. It's yeah. his job to, you know, find answers, not like fall in love with this woman, which Correct. is what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he falls and, in love with her. And that's the the crazy, crazy thing about this is that I was paying attention to this relationship. I, I'm always thinking he's just, you know, obsessed. The word love never crossed my mind. Yeah, that is true. Until he the is, very end. Because yeah. I, this does not feel, it doesn't feel like, and it's not a love story. Um, uh, Park Chan-wook's original, he he was he, reading like detective works. I want to say they were like Swedish. Mm. Um, and his big like what if question that sparked interest in this in writing this piece mm. is what if the police officer fell in love with one of his suspects, mm. and that that's generally, I guess, what happens. Yeah, he but, does. But again, no one ever uses the phrase "I love you." There's no, evidence. But, yeah. uh, there's evidence of like an affair. Hence, you know, Hadrian's wife does leave him at the end. Yeah, but he never outright says that he loves. So Ray, he he never says that. No one ever says that they love each other outright, which is interesting because it's. I'm 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 so sorry about what I'm about to say here, but it's what is love? Not just baby don't hurt me, but there we go. Head and hands for Tristan. But it's you know, if we go back to Ladybird if we go back to Ladybird, oh love is paying attention in that film. So the way people show love in that film is, Oh, I noticed that you're going through this, so I'm getting you this. Oh, I'm caring about you, I'm caring about the details. Mm-hmm. That's paying attention. Is the love here? just kind of not wanting anything bad to happen or at least giving advice that normally would not occur from a police officer to a suspect, you know, like reaching across that boundary and you wouldn't do it for anything other than love. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, for the first act, like first yeah, act of the film. I mean, she, he's watching her, stalking her, pretty much. Staking out. Yeah, as he likes to put it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and then he just falls asleep in his car. Yeah, because um, he watches her her everyday movements. I mean, it blurs a line. It's like, okay, is he, is he doing this because he's obsessed with her, or is he doing this because it's his job? Exactly. I mean, obviously, you know, is <laughs> shortly after... He gets caught by her. Yeah. Uh, it It's like, oh, I really like you. I mean, they never say that to each other, though. No. Um. And and as they like hang out together, she he the the case is sabotaged by her. Yes. As she deletes evidence on his phone, you know, with voice messages, photos, videos, stuff like that. Yeah, and the big thing is, it's not just 
Hey Jun that she uh, infatuates. That's the correct tense of the verb, I hope. Um, but like she works as a nurse visiting old grandmothers and grandfathers, you know, administering uh, nurse nursing care, mm-hmm. you know, injections, things like that, which, you know, in a film about, a m- you know, murder mystery, mm-hmm. you can kind of see that that's not really a good thing. Yeah. But uh, in Hey June's interrogation of, you know, her employers, they say, oh, we love Soray. She is excellent. She everyone who has her wants her to come back, and everybody who doesn't have her wants her to come to them. Like, she is desirable. She's the best. She's the go-to. She's the golden standard. So like, her presence is not just like, it doesn't just barrel over Hey June and you know, send him to another plane of lovey-dovey existence. Everybody is kind of into her personality, her being, which is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I mean, what are you feeling? What are you feeling about this? Like, what are your impressions, like, coming out of it? Like, how is it following the murder mystery? Do you feel like you missed out? Yeah, so yeah, I kind of do. I mean, I I knew that this this the thread of their relationship uh, developing was there. I noticed it. I just felt like I focused too much on whether or not she was a suspect, whether or not she was kill like working in this secret agency for the Chinese, like killing people or whatever, being a hitman, uh, sort of thing. I yeah. was just too caught up in that rather than the details of. Um, why they behave the way they did, yeah, um, and why the things they did for you know their motives and, and things like that. Um, yeah, because this is a film that focuses on those details. Um, yeah, it's very subtle in the way that you see their dynamic play out. Yeah, there's, I mean, they do this a few times as Hey Jun is staking out the apartment staking out we put in air quotes we or we use the term loosely i should say the, you know i uh, going through it now this time like thinking back about you know the infatuation the obsession over so ray the scenes in which that happens they kind of they they break through the window we see heijun looking through the binoculars we go through the binoculars into the window mm-hmm. and you know so ray's doing doing her thing inside the apartment whatever that may be, just her stuff. And we see him inside. And they play, they deliberately, Park Chan-wook deliberately places Heijun's character inside the apartment. He does it multiple times. Exactly. And I think that's just, he uh, He wants to be inside of, inside of her life. He wants to be a part of it. He wants to be around her. He needs yeah. to spend as much time there as possible. Yeah. I mean, he does. He spends weekends with his wife, and the rest of the time he spends it in. Um, what is it? It's he, they moved to Ito. That's where her, uh, his uh, wife Ipo. is. Ipo. Ipo. I P. Think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But he works in Busan. Yep. Which is, I'm assuming, a drive. 
like like different locations. Yes. So yes. he spends five days in Busan doing work and staking out and sleeping in his car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he comes back home for two days. So I mean, he's not really invested. I'm gonna in say his, in, his, in marriage, his marriage as no. of right now. No. But also, he is sucked into her life. He is sucked into this kind of path that she's taken to get to where she is. And you know, he, I I think. Part of it is he doesn't he doesn't want her to be guilty. No, he doesn't. Definitely not. no, he doesn't. Because the more yeah, the more he spends time with her, he's like, ooh, well, you know, because he's falling in love with her. I think is what's happening. Yes, as you see at the end when you know he can't find her at the beach. That was <laughs> anguishing. That was <laughs> oh, mama, that was yeah, depressing. That was crazy. Uh, yeah. Cause, and yeah, I mean, he actually finds out um, that she he finds evidence that she did she did actually kill uh, her husband. Yes, at least by the way, at least four people. By the way, like she's infatuating, she is mesmerizing, and she is killed. At least four. Well, also too, there there isn't much. He doesn't give much credence to other suspects. No. Because um, there is a little bit of a a subplot where this one dude is mentioned that he had been a unresolved case for quite a while. Because he... Um, oh, yeah. Hey, June has a an apartment in Busan, and he has a wall full of pictures of unresolved cases. Because I guess he has bad sleep insomnia, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has bad sleep insomnia, so he can't sleep. And the reason why he can't sleep is because of the unresolved cases. Yep. Those things uh, keep him awake at night, thinking about them. I mean, I'll be honest. He's he doesn't seem to be solving very much. I mean, the no, the, he's, he's the one very bad at his job. Though, like the other. There's a, a parallel. It's not really a parallel, but it's a it's an, another important case. The um, the two guys, uh, what are they called? The um, the two. Well, they're, I guess they're murderers. You know, Sano and uh, uh Gugu. Yeah, Sano. Yeah, they um, the way that they. Yeah, I don't know. They've killed. The other one. They've killed, and they are um. So, is it Slappy? No, not Slappy. Um, but they're convinced that they're the guilty ones. I mean, they end up being the guilty ones, but, I mean, we may have just skipped over Hyjun doing any of the other actual detective work to narrow down suspects, but they're dead set on these two guys. They find them, and both of them, I think, end up dead throughout the course of the film. Mm -hmm. Or, Or, if not dead, at least in medical custody. Yeah. Because Sanu, he he's wanted because he's killed many of his ex girlfriends or something like that. I think so. Right. So he knows he's out there. He knows he exists. He knows who the primary suspect is. He just hasn't caught him. And or, there is a chase yeah. that occurs, um, in the middle of the film, where he's close to catching him. He has him literally. You know. Dead to rights, roof. yeah, dead to rights. Like right, him, he's got him right there, and then he jumps off the roof. Um, I mean, after being shot in the knee. Yeah, 
I don't. Is, so he dies, right? I don't know. I, I don't really remember if that's explicitly. I mean, it kind of just ends after that. It does. It's not really brought up again. Cause to cause to to Hai because I mean that's what the film is told from the perspective of. It doesn't really matter to him. That's not his concern. Yeah. Um, all he cares about is uh, Sao Rei and trying to spend as much time with her as he possibly can. Yeah, there's even the spot of the commissioner in his office basically saying, hey, you know, you've had this case open for a long time. Why don't you just catch the guy? Yeah, We're worried right. about a dude dying from falling off a mountain. He fell off the mountain. Move on to, like, the important stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And yeah. Hyjun is like, mm, okay, sure. And then he catches him, and then it's over. And then he's just back to being infatuated and obsessed and into her. No, I don't think he actually was. I don't think he officially solved that case, though. Well, no. But like, I I, I guess what I'm looking at is, you know, he's told to pay attention to more, more quote important things, than to continue interrogating, so Ray, you know, over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's told to, you know, look, look, you know, these two guys, you've been looking, you were looking for them before, yep. for at least weeks. What's up? Why haven't you found them? Keep going. This is an important case. Solve it. Yeah. Plus, he's like the lead detective because he's got his own office. Mm-hmm. So, like, it would help if your lead detective yeah, he's pretty wealthy. would solve a crime. Yeah. Yeah. Um but he doesn't. And then <laughs> he actively gets it sabotaged because he's too infatuated with Saurai. Yeah. Because they 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 have they go on like a date to a temple or whatever. Yep. And she has his phone and she deletes voice recordings that were like pretty good evidence. Stakeout notes. Because I mean it I think it's pretty obvious. That she actually killed her husband. Yeah, I think it, from the evidence that we see, it's pretty obvious. Oh yeah, she killed him. I mean, it's it's a reasonable jump. Yeah. Like, if you take it, everything that she says is just like, yeah, this this is not a good match. Therefore, I am not at all surprised that she might have killed him. Cause she cause she acts very weird. She's not. She's a Chinese national, and she Korean isn't her maiden language. And she sometimes like uses that as a cop out with with her behaviors. Yeah, because she gets caught like slipping, and then she laughs. And Hi Hyun's like accommodate for her, yeah, fix it, make yeah. it simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, but yeah, I mean, it, from yeah, from what we see, it's pretty obvious that she did kill him. Um, but uh, Hyun just refuses to see that. He refuses to actually take her in and, you know, arrest her. No. Because he's scared. He doesn't want to. I mean, there are the points. He loves her. Yeah. He's obsessed with her. Now, I don't know if this is Korean practice or not, but in the he does have her in the, in the back of the police car at least once. They are handcuffed to each other. Oh, yeah, that's right. Now, I can't tell if that's p- standard practice or if that's a deliberate choice of saying you can't get away from me now I've got you I can keep an eye on you here 
you know, that like obsession reaching a brand new level. Mm, you know, maybe. now I'm with you. And there's that scene uh, very late where it appears as though she's holding his hand. She has her hand resting on top of his, mm-hmm. comforting almost, like, they're there, I've got you, my hand is over yours because I am comforting you and caring for you. Yeah. So, like, there is that moment of, in. there, there are certainly these moments of, like, intimacy, if not love. Like, if you don't want to call it love, that's fine, but there is undeniably infatuation, intimacy. We could say that Hadrian has just a massive crush. <laughs> like, like I, it's not the right word because, mm-hmm. you know, crush makes me think of, like, middle school or, like, an orange drink. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, there we go. I'm on my game today. <laughs> God. Orange crush. Yeah. <laughs> If they'd like to sponsor, no, um, no, no, no. But the, um, you know, he, you, you might not want to call it love. They have a, they have a relationship. I, I don't know if I would even call them friends. But they have chemistry together. They work together. They speak together. They are a couple. I th- in the sense of they hang out together. I think I think what's happening at least before the film moves to Epo for like the final yeah act. Um I think it's clear that she is probably using him to a certain extent so she doesn't get caught. It Cause should cuz she cuz she, she's deleting evidence off of his phone and you know getting rid of these "Quote unquote unresolved cases when they're clearly not solved yet, you know when she starts burning pictures in his apartment. Yeah, or at least the ones of her case. Yeah, yeah. at the very least, because so I don't know if she does all of them, but no, nah, she didn't do all of them. She did some, but she's clearly manipulating him. Um, and I was thinking, wait, maybe she was the abuser. And then we find out more information about her background and what she does. And this is a scene that really confused me when she's in this other apartment and she's getting beat by this guy and then she takes her wig off. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? What's going on here? And then, like, because she's always watching films, right? Yeah. And uh, Mackenzie, because I was watching it with her, she was she said something of... Well, the films that she watches, it it gives her, I think it gives an her al- like a, not an alibi, but something to replicate. I guess I have no idea. I that that do you know what scene I'm talking about? Yes. What I th- I thought she was watching the films for language lessons. That's what uh, I thought. Okay. She because uh, he notes, Heijun notes that she's watching these classic films and yeah. she's got this like antiquated dialect of Korean. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, she watches the uh, films for language practice. Now, if I spoke either Chinese or Korean, this would be much, much clearer. Or Mandarin. It is, it is Mandarin? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a prob- dialect. It's probably Mandarin, most likely. But like, if I, if I spoke Korean, I'm certain that would be far more impactful. Or if I could read Korean. I I could I would be able to determine, you know, whether or not 
how much of a, a Chinese national is she? Is th- is this even true? Yeah. Is she just lying about Ish, it all? Yeah, that's right. You know, her grandfather was Korean. Why would she be there instead of, you know, here the whole time? But yeah, because her grandfather was a, uh, um, like a general, like a high-ranking rep- officer in yeah. the, the Korean military. And the um, but like going back to what you said about the um move to Ipo. She follows him there. Yeah. For a reason. Mm. Like, she goes there to see Heijun. Like, yeah. that is kind of, that's, like, determined that that's the reason. Yeah, she's got a new husband, but, like, she can use him well, some more. Well, she she mentions, I, I remember she mentioned something about, in Korea, um, does being married make... Explicitly state that you love that person, right? Because clearly she is not getting married to these people, and she doesn't love them. Like she loves Heejun. Ooh, giving me big Othello vibes right there. You know, can you can you be wedded to someone by hands but not give them your heart? <laughs> of course, Othello goes on a jealous rampage. There is no jealous rampage here, mm. but um. Yeah, thanks, Iago. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's entirely possible. That it's, you know, like a so, uh, more of a social maneuver, her marriages. Because she's married to at least two guys well, throughout the course of this film. Well, the thing is, is this is what I was kind of re- referring to. Because she, she talks on the phone to some... Okay, the sequence when she goes up the mountain mm-hmm. to kill the husband, her, her first, first husband... One. She calls this like management agency or whatever. And she's like, "Yeah, I'm at, I'm doing my work. I'm at work or whatever." And then the scene when she gets beat by that one guy and then she takes her wig off and then he gets scared or something. You know, I wouldn't put it past her to be an assassin. Like that's what I was thinking. I'm like, wait, so what's going on here? That's what that's what always that's what tripped me up. I was like, is she? Is she an agent? Like, yeah, is she a spy? Is she working for some? She a hitman? Like, what's going on? That that's what I mean when I said when I told you do not, do not focus on that, because it'll trip you up, and it tripped me up, and it's, I couldn't get my mind off of that. I'm like, wh- what's going on? It's still tripping you up. Yeah, it just it it's makes dense. no sense. It makes no sense to me. I'm like, what? But it's not important. That's the thing. It's not important, and it's and it. I don't know. It just it confuses me. It's deceiving in that way. The film is deceiving. Yeah. Uh it, it it's it's cuz cuz she hides details from him. Uh say or she hides details from from Hyun. Yes. And um you know, she's very secretive about certain things. Um and sort of in that way where the film is deceiving the viewer. Like, I got deceived. I'm like, what? I mean, uh, did you have the opportunity to go back and check out, um, re- re- revisit, that's the word I want to use, revisit any of the scenes in which there's, uh, you know, this intimacy, kind of ignore the, um, whatchamacallit, the mystery, ignore the spectacle the whodunit aspect because it's not i said it again it's not a huge whodunit no it isn't but um 
were you able to revisit and see that intimacy when knowing more that that's the cornerstone of the actual film? Well, I mean, I haven't, I haven't rewatched, I didn't rewatch it. Egads. Um, so I only saw it once. Mm-hmm. And that was it. But I mean, if I watch it again, I know, I know now how to watch it correctly. Yeah, and not get so caught up in the oh the mystery aspect of the film right um because again that's not what it's about correct um but yeah because because the the man that you know it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't matter i think it it doesn't that part doesn't matter i'll be honest it probably was slappy too i think it was that's his name yeah it probably was Cause she, yeah, he was beating her, and then he, she took her wig off, and she threatened him. Yeah, she's like, "I'm do, you know, I, I'm gonna threaten your mother's life." But let's be honest here. Like what? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like what? What's going on here? So Ray is very efficient with her, her murder. You see, we get, we get, we get used to the one of the grannies that she's taking care of. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they call her granny. I'm not being like, she's, it's an yeah, old woman. That's what, yeah. But um, very, very tender, very caring. And there's this guy who owes her new husband, or uh, who is owed by her new husband money. That guy's going to slappy, who is, it's his grandmother, yeah. has promised that he will kill her husband if grandma dies. And so grandma is given, I believe it's what, four pills of fentanyl? Mm-hmm. And grandma. Also she uses to kill her own mom. Yes. Now, that's cold. We do have to say that mom requested it, but yeah, then that's right. It that's does, right. Yeah, it was but it d- But do we trust her? I mean, uh, honestly, I don't. I don't really trust her. I don't trust her character. Yeah, fair enough. Do we think that that she's a liar? Tristan probably she, does. Yeah, she probably is. <laughs> I mean, she's very deceiving. She's a deceiving woman. Yeah, I'll give you that. And then she starts, yeah, she starts following and uh, staking out uh, <laughs> June, you know, when they're in Ip- Ipo. It's, yeah, the, oh, it's like the, the film, yeah, it it goes on the other side of the, the coin there, flips its head. Yeah. It's every breath you take by the police. I'll be watching you. <laughs> You're just standing back there, just staring. Yeah. Got my eyes on you. Yeah. Just from a distance, observing you, recording my observations. And I, my I think watch. that's uh, that's when she, her obsession starts with him. Yes, that's when her obsession starts with him. He, I, th- it's I, I, it feels like it's been a long time since the Busan case occurred to then. Yeah, because and um, one of the characters mentions it's been a year since Busan. It's just been about a year though. It's just over a year. The span of the film. Um. So it, it's been a while. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think part of it is, you know, if we want to speculate about her her occupation, if she's an assassin, if she's just an agent, if she's just really good at getting into abusive marriages or <laughs> or marrying abusive men, <laughs> if she's if that's yeah. just a knack. You know, and then she just finds ways to get rid of them. Yeah. Um. You know, whether whether or not that's the case, 
she still she still thinks that okay, if I'm getting rid of these people, which is a fancy way of saying kill, um, <laughs> I've got this police officer, this detective, this lead detective, this accomplished detective under my thumb. I can follow him where, wherever he goes. He's infatuated. He loves me, or at least he does not want to see anything bad happen to me. And therefore, I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing because he will do anything and give me advice and let me in, and I can destroy evidence, I can mislead him, and I can continue my rampage. I mean, I think yeah. that's an entirely possible inner monologue. Yeah, perhaps. That, that she's just like, okay, lead detective likes me. Maybe I, I can hold his phone again, but delete I th- more evidence. But I think... I don't know. I think it it turns more into I uh, want to see him. That's what I mean. She gets obsessed with him now when when she moves to Ipo with her new husband because uh, she wants to see him. Because, I mean, towards the end, because at the end of the Busan, like, uh, saga or narrative, when he uh, finds out that she, she did it, um she says something along the lines of what what are you looking for keep going uh <laughs> she says something about yeah she says something about um you're just distracting me that's all i'm so sorry you were like looking all over the never mind uh <laughs> you're, like looking all over the place like body language you lost something uh she she said that or no he heijun told it told her that he was shattered Mm. Because yeah, that's the key. Yeah, he was shattered by her. Oh, what was it? What did he say? Oh, what was he shattered by? Something she did. It was something she did. Um, you think it was just the belief? Oh my gosh, what was it? What was it? What was it? We're gonna figure it out. You have to. I rewind. promise. Rewind. I think more. Oh no! Here it is. Throw that phone in the sea. He, he no he. This is kind. Of, it's it, it's right here. We we have the transcript live. We're gonna read you this dialogue live. You already on... said it. You gotta rewind it. You Did he really? Rewind it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. drag. Rewind it. Rewind it. Never mind. Rewind it. Rewinding. <laughs> oh, we... okay. Yes, he reckon. All right. He's like, all right. You did it. I ruin. I ruined an investigation. Is what he says. His heart's broken because he's like, yeah. He he loves this. He loves this woman. But he he knows that she, she killed the husband, but he's so conflicted. He's like, you know what? Look, I love you, but I don't want you to go to jail. So just the evidence that I have on you, just throw it in the sea. Deep, deep, deep down so no oh. one can ever find it. Oh, I just picked up on that. He covers up for her, too. Yeah, he covers up for her. I didn't even, I didn't pick up on that the first time. And then he leaves. Yeah. He covers up for her. He gives her the way out. He's like, you plead the fifth. I'll be like. I don't, I don't know. know what evidence. Know. What evidence? Yeah. Um, and then, well, also too, in the beginning of the film, it's mentioned that people of the sea or whatever they're um, benevolent. Yes. Like, and then people of the mountains are boisterous, like <sighs> rough, tumble. No. Oh man, like the opposite. No, I know exactly what you're saying benevolent too, or whatever. I don't know. They're it's it's wise. something important. Wise. Who's wise? Is they it wise? Wis- yeah, they have wisdom. 
The Are you sure that's what it was? I'm 99% certain it was wisdom. Okay. I, I was paying attention. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> um, yeah, then so, so then he leaves the apartment, and she she looks up what shattered means because obviously her Korean's not that good. So, and then, uh, yeah, she's heartbroken. But she's shattered. Okay. Oh, not again. But I want to use that. I want to. I want to springboard that scene into the back and what it means for love and that their relationship. He's broken because he's he's loved her. He's saved her now. She has a recording of that. She has a recording of that conversation, and yeah. that piece is not only the thing that will incriminate Heijun, that's not only the piece that would, you know, cause the most trouble with with his life, could be a piece of blackmail saying, hey, you're going to cover up the rest of my stuff as well, or else I'll release this. They'll say, oh, you fell in love with a suspect, and, you know, he can get, you know, fired or whatever, relocated, anything I mean, like probably that. charged. Probably charged with evidence tampering. That's yeah, probably true. Yeah. So... You know, she's got that that power over him with that with that recording, but it's also him saying that indirectly, of course, that he loves her. And she takes that as saying and I, I think you're right, I think that's where her love begins, begins because he stops well, loving her. He, no, she said that. Yeah. Didn't no, didn't she say that? She you? did. He stops loving her and that's where her love starts. Yeah. So they did say they, they loved each other. I think she of. does. Yeah, she does. In a way, at least. I mean, okay. You know, but they don't... It's not like the notebook. I look into well, your yeah, eyes. I know. They don't say, holding oh, I love you. Yeah, it's I not love you. Yeah, it's not a happy ending like that. I mean, the ending's pretty crazy. Grim. <laughs> Do you, you want to talk about... You want to talk about that ending? Yeah, of course. I, I don't have the patience. I mean, well... Uh, Tristan, what did you think of the ending? I thought it was brilliant. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know me. I love depressing films. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's accurate. No, that's fair. Because they're good. They they're are, great. They are good. I mean, I'm not, it's not like they make me sad. They don't make me sad. I was more confused than anything after watching this. I was like, what happened? It's <laughs> 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 like, what did I miss? Did I miss something? I was perplexed. I was befuddled. I'll be honest, I probably should have seen where it was going. I mean, digs a hole on the beach. Probably should have seen where that was going. Yeah. But I'm like, what's buried there? That's that's more of what I thought. Like I was I was very intrigued. But there's a th- okay. There's a little piece there that I I I noticed but I didn't pick pick up entirely on. Mm. There's a stick a big tall stick sticking out of the ground yeah um where she eventually digs the hole she puts it in the ground i think she wanted her i think that's him to she, find find her no she didn't she doesn't put it in afterwards cuz the thing did disappears he wouldn't find her it's there before i think she's planned out this location that's a spot oh. for an eventual suicide <sighs> when not if when she finally gets caught. Oh, She's planned this. Oh, man. Oh, there we go. Oh. Now Tristan gets the Eureka moment. Oh, that's good. That's good. Bam. 
damn. That's good. But that still doesn't ultimately it's No. It's just a cool little element. Yeah. Yeah. It's just another element in her like wickedly confusing inter- well, interesting backstory. When he kill when she kills her other husband. Yeah. Um well no, Slappy does that because grandma died. No, I thought she killed him. Does she? I don't Dude, yeah. I don't know. It too many matter. husbands. It too many matter. husbands. Too much time. He dies. He gets killed, and she she wipes off the uh, his blood. Oh yeah, with she... the water because because uh, how <laughs> hey June doesn't like seeing blood. It scares him. Yeah. So she does these little things to for him to like stomach the crime scene a little more, a little better. Yeah. Um. Me too, bud. Me too. Yeah. And. It just, yeah, it's confusing. Yeah, I was confused. But yeah, they, <sighs> I he, they, they. I don't know why though. They go on a car chase. Um, Slappy's been tracking her phone, so so Ray go- ends up going to the beach, not for vacation. Uh, finds spot. It's high tide, about to come in, so she goes in. She gets her bucket and she digs a hole, and she sits in the hole. And waits basically for the tide to fill up the hole with sand. And by the time that Heijun gets to the beach and is looking around, he finds the car, he finds the recording, he finds everything that he needs to to basically be like, uh, hey, I, um, I found you, I love you, I want to arrest you. He doesn't say any of that. He can't because as soon as he gets to the beach, tide's rolling in, the hole is gone because So Ray has already been buried alive. <laughs> How depressing. How depressing is that? <laughs> like geez. But I mean they, they I mean they kiss. They have these moments. They don't use the word love, which maybe is like the key. Is love love if you don't call it love? He's like, okay. <laughs> I wish, I wish is you love all. love. Is love love if you don't, you don't call it love? It. Yeah. That, no, that's exactly what I wanted to say. <laughs> I'm completely alert right now. No, that's exactly what I wanted to say. Because like, okay. Do you love your parents? Yeah. Do you tell them that you love them? Yeah. Okay. Now let's say you did everything that you do for your parents. Oh, but you don't say But you never say, I love you. Is that still love? Yeah. 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 This is still love. This is still a love love story, love path, love relationship. Crazy one. But it's because... Deranged. But they never say, I love you. Well, she does. Well, she does. Or at least she talks about love. Yeah. Adrian does not. He is shattered. And that is your word of the day here on the Cinematic Odyssey. Shattered. Yeah, it's a crazy film. I mean, part dude, everyone, ev- a lot of people that I follow and like the opinions I greatly respect on Letterboxd, they loved this film. And they love Park Chan-wook's work. Like, they're big stands for him. I mean, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. This film is no, great. No, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I just need to see more of his work. Because this is the first film of his that I've seen. I need to see The Handmaiden. I need to see Old Boy. Uh, sympathy for Lady Vengeance. Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. 
Um, you know, all those films, especially Old Boy and The Handmaiden, because The Handmaiden, there was a film, there was this, the film he released before this one, 2016. That one, that one has a lot of praise. Yeah. A lot of praise. Same as Old Boy. A lot of people, like, outside of the, just, like, the general film community, just people that, like, the, the quote-unquote film bro, you know, that mm. archetype. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I do. Uh, Can you do an impression? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I watch movies. Uh, I like... Uh, <laughs> Dude, I feel like I'm going to offend some people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. I watch. I love films. I, you know, directors like Quentin Tarantino. I love Christopher Nolan. You know, dude, Pulp Fiction, so good, <laughs> so good. It is a great film. It is a great film. I think Quentin Tarantino is overrated, though. Um, <laughs> I know. I, dude, I got some hot takes. Uh, you've got takes. I got hot takes. Although not as hot as one of my friends. Who I I don't know if he'll actually listen to this. I doubt it. Boo. Um. Yeah, he sucks. I'm just kidding. I love you. Um. <laughs> Is love love without saying love? <laughs> or on the story as it develops. Uh. Yeah. He has horrible takes. Uh. Like he. I don't know what. Dude. He. I don't know. He's confusing. He confuses me with his. But anyways, whatever. Uh. Point is that this film is great. It you is. should watch it. Please don't focus on the mystery aspect because that's not really that important. It's a mystery, but it's not a whodunit. It's you don't have to solve it. They'll do it for you. What's important is the the way that the uh, their obsession turns into love, their relationship as it develops through the the acts that they do, the actions they take, the behaviors that they they possess, um, and also too like the way that Park Chan Wook he commands. Uh, such confidence uh, with the editing, the directing, um, and all that. Um, it's a yeah. Technically, on a technical level, it's a incredible, well, incredibly well-made film. Agreed. Um, well, he said something, and the style of the film, like it, I think it works very well because it's set in a modern setting. Yeah. Park Chan Wook has been on record to say that he was considering making this a period piece. Oh. And that he would have all of the characters write out long, you know, handwritten, beautifully elegant letters mm. just so that he could avoid showing like numbers of text on screen and oh. rows and rows of texts. Like we see text conversations, but that's not the driving focus of this. Most of it is through voice recording, yep. through interviews, through um, surveillance cams, yep. you know, binoculars. We see all of this stuff. We don't, we're not reading for most of this film, which is. Which was it was important for him. He wanted to be like, okay, we don't. I, well, I'm not going to make everybody read during this. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm forcing this into a more performative auditory uh, vein. Right. And I I I love I love love his um direction, his choices of how to frame every scene because it's so cool. It's clinical. Like the camera work is beautiful. Like, I mean, such confidence. Oh, such confidence, and like, he know. Yeah, I mean, he's a veteran. He's been doing this for years. He knows what he's doing. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful looking film. 
I love the editing. I can't believe this didn't get nominated for anything, dude. It's ridiculous. How did this not get nominated? I mean, that's that's too. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest. I was a fan last year of Ryusuke Hamaguchi and Drive yeah, My drive Car. car yeah. I was a huge fan. I'm like, okay, you know, if Coda doesn't win, Drive My Car has to. It's mandatory. It should have won. Not Coda. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I I'm 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 worried because you know feels like korea japan they've been putting out amazing amazing work japan japan has is one as a country for decades yeah has made some of the greatest works of film ever not just kurosawa there's a lot of other japanese filmmakers from that like uh, his contemporaries that have also made a lot of masterpieces um like uh, Yasuhiro Otsu or um, what's his name? Hold on, hold on. Give me, give me a minute. Give me a minute. I forgot his name. <laughs> oh, no. oh yeah, Masaki Kobayashi. And then you got um, there we go. The oh my goodness, his name. The Studio Ghibli guy. I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. I, please yeah. don't crucify me. Oh my god. I know. I mean, I don't. I I I can't crucify you. I don't know his name. What? So I'm 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 over here. I'm oh, just Miyazaki. Like, Ayao Miyazaki. There we go. And then uh, lots of lots of other filmmakers from Japan. Like Japan is has a hu- rich history. They're probably like yeah, the country with the most amount of masterpieces. Probably. I mean, in comparison, to the United States and like some countries in Europe, like France or Germany or whatever. But anyways. Yeah, but Korea, yeah, Korea for the past like uh, two decades, yeah, they've been on top of it. Specifically, Park Chan Wook and Bong Joon Ho. Oh yeah, they are, they're killing it. They're making some of the best cinema uh, currently at the moment. What yeah, I some w- of the best directors. Um, what in the I art form. What I wouldn't give to see Park Chan Wook at the Oscars as accepting the best director nomination or award. I mean, you know, it's, I'm upset. It's interesting, like you know, as us as fans, we care about it a lot. Yeah. Which I mean, it frankly, doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. No. I mean, we all we all collectively trash on the Oscars, and rightfully so. They deserve to be trashed on as much as possible because they suck. It does suck. I have a feeling I'm gonna hear you say this every week um, for the next two months. Yeah. Woo. Well, I mean, exciting. It's it's, it's the it's it's the it's the correct opinion to have. All right. Uh, I mean, when it comes to awards and stuff, I mean, it's it really doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, as much credence as I like to put on it, especially like Khan, like the Palm Vior, for example. I mean, he won Best Director at the Palm, at Khan. Khan this year for this, right? Yes. Yeah, he did. You know, like I say, Khan or like Venice Film Festival, TIFF, uh, Toronto International. Um not Sundance, because Sundance is more indie stuff, like very indie stuff. This is the kinds of things you won't see at Sundance. Sundance is a separate entity on its own. It's yeah. like an island on its own. So it's kind of outside of the scope of uh, these kinds of films. But yeah, Khan uh, is like the mecca for, I would say, when it comes to great filmmaking. Venice as well. Those two particular uh, film festivals are the the... The epitome of 
Uh, yeah, this is what's good that came out this year. Um, this is the stuff that you should be watching. The Oscars, they sometimes miss the mark. Well, not sometimes, all the time they miss the mark. <laughs> uh, in my opinion, yeah, it's it's the American film. So you want to center on the <laughs> stuff that came out here. But most of the, yeah, that is true. Or the um, and then and then you deal with oh the one international film that or non-English film that you know is really good that'll get a best picture nomination. Drive my car. Yeah. I mean, Parasite won, but well, it I'm kind glad of it should have. I'm glad it did. Thank God it, it did. probably should have. It, it definitely yeah. deserved it. Yeah, of course. So, like, but like, there the Americans are erring on the side of okay, it's American cinema. Because, for example, Top Gun, Maverick. Why does that have a Best Picture nomination? Please that's a, me. That's a good question. I mean, I'm I'm sure people love it. I'm sure I'm sure it was no, well people, be, it was well do. beloved. Yeah, people do. People went out to see it. Like, ah. there's like better films than that, though. There like are th- that Elvis and Avatar. Like, why do those have best picture nominations? They don't deserve to be in a category of that kind. Especially with other films looking on the outside looking in, like this. Ta da! Decision yeah, to decision leave. Decision to leave. RR, Marcella Shell, Pinocchio, Guillermo Toro's Pinocchio. You could say, um, I mean, what else wasn't there? After Sun wasn't even there. It seemed so surprising. Like, like, bro, all the people. After Sun. Yeah. All the people that I listened to were so surprised that Triangle of Sadness. Yeah, was it even nominated? Yeah, Yeah. I was surprised. I was like, what? No way. I I mean, it does, it belongs there. It It does. It belongs there. It belongs there. But I was shocked that they actually, not, uh, the the voters nominated there, but like no decision, lead. no after sun, no after sun, no nope, nope didn't even get a single nomination, nope. <laughs> and then I I didn't watch the Northman, but I know a lot of people liked it. Um, I didn't that, either. <laughs> that didn't that didn't get any noms. No, like it's just crazy to me. Babylon not in any major categories, though I I didn't see it, so I can't I, say that. I I like Babylon. It I was like it I was good. Like it. it wasn't it wasn't Chazelle's best work, but it was a lot of fun. He it's definitely a passion project. Um, fair enough. But yeah, it's not his best work, but it's a lot of fun. But either way, I mean, decision to leave, beautifully made. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not a cookie cutter film. It's not Oscar bait. It's not Oscar bait. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> it is but, it but, is real bait. But even then, even then like this this round of the the Oscar noms, I mean 2022 was a great year for cinema in my opinion. I think there was a lot of films that were fantastic. There was a lot of great films that came out in yeah. last year. Um and that is reflected fairly well within the Oscar nominations but not well enough. It's not good enough. Considering yeah. that the way that they market themselves, it's Oh, I mean, everybody knows what the Oscars is. Like, you don't even have to be a film connoisseur like us, like to know what the Oscars are. Not everybody knows what the Oscars are, right? I mean, a lot of people claim it to be irrelevant, which I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it is irrelevant. Yeah, but a lot of people are like, oh yeah, the Oscars. We know that it exists. They may not care about it. I mean, I care about it, even though I know I shouldn't. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I still get mad. It's just a bit. I think it's just a big career bump. No, to it say is. That you're a nominee, yeah, to say yeah. that you're a winner. Yeah. That's the point. No, I, yeah. And you want to be in 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 films that are there there's the, you look for the happy medium between a film that says something that is important that is well made 
and crafted wonderfully and beautifully. As well as the fact that, you know, if I'm at least even a nominee, that builds me higher. And that, that opens mm-hmm. me up to new new doors and new realms and new possibilities. Yeah. And an actor who is nominated is just great. And, you know, I what was it? It was, I think the number was 16 of the 20 acting nominations were first-time nominees, which I think is brilliant. Oh, I, really? I love that. Yeah. Oh, nice. I believe 16 of 20. That's good. Um, Barry Keoghan from uh, Banshees, as mm-hmm. well as uh, Brendan Gleeson, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Wait, Stephanie Sue. First nomination. First Oscar nomination. Wow, that's crazy. I believe it's Paul Mescal's for After yeah, Sun. His he first. Was incredible in that dude. After Sun got snubbed hard. That's the that's the second best film that I saw uh, that released in 2022. Just below Tar. Like just the the difference is minuscule. I just edged Tar just a little bit higher than After Sun. Ooh. Um, but yeah, After Sun, dude. And wow, it it it's, I, it sounds like something we should talk about. Yeah, yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. So what can we say about coming up next? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, oh, yeah, oh, I know you I, said you wanted to do an animated film. Maybe, yeah. F- find us on odyssey.of.cinema on Instagram. Let us know if there's an animated film that you you think we should go to. If you want it to be Studio Ghibli, if you want it to be Wally. If you want it to be anything, well, by the time let they, us know. By the time they hear this, we're already recorded next week. Well, yeah, but it doesn't have to be for next week because I was. <laughs> that is true. I was That's ba- a good point. I was essentially gunning for, uh, after sun. Oh, you want to watch? Yeah, you I, talk I, about that. I've got to watch it anyway. All right, all right. I'm going in. Okay, we'll do that then. I I buy into your hype. I believe Dude, you. It's amazing, and it the fact that it's Charlotte Wells' directorial debut. It's her debut. Her first full-length feature film. That speaks volumes to how incredible that is. To, for her to craft something like that, crazy. Um, yeah. Immediately, like, shoots up the top of my list as one of the most exciting directors to look out for in the next decade or two. Next, Well, her career as a whole. Because, yeah, After Sun, oh, my gosh. So good. <laughs> Yeah. So here we go. Next week on the Cinematic Odyssey, After Sun. Yeah. But this week, decision to leave. Decision to leave. Beautiful yeah, cinematography. Film. Focus on the relationship. Yep. It's incredible. Yeah. Don't worry about. Don't worry about whether or not uh, Saure is a assassin or not. That's not important. She's just a murderer. She just yeah. She just happens to kill. Her husband. Several people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you for listening. This has been the Cinematic Odyssey here on United to the Boost, WWVU FM Morgantown at 91.7 FM. Uh, next week, After Sun, directed by Charlotte Wells. Incredible film. Look out for that. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys then. Have a great weekend, week, whenever you're watching this. Great rest of your day. Great night. Uh, good night, everybody that was listening at the nighttime. And then. Uh, <laughs> See you guys later.